morning. Every, every need, Lord, every need. God, you see the open hands, Lord. You see the hands in surrender to you. Lord, as we just surrender these things, we surrender these needs to you, Lord Jesus. Surrender these thoughts to you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We just ask you, Lord, right now, just to release the light of your glory upon us, Lord. Lord, just, just impart right now answers. Just impart right now, Lord, virtue. Lord, just impart right now healing. Lord, just impart right now financial miracles, Lord Jesus. We just worship you, Lord. Offer ourselves to you, God. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you're our provider. We thank you that in faith, Lord, we can lift our hands to you. We thank you in faith, Lord, that you reach down from heaven and touch us. Lord, we thank you this morning that you're not a God who would ignore us. You're not a God who would look the other way. Lord, but you're a God who looks at our hearts. You look at our hands today. You see us, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, may your grace be on us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Rhonda's going to share something with us this morning. She has a word, I believe. So while we're going to receive an offering, <laughs> and so we'll get a couple guys up here. We'll just let Rhonda pray over that offering and share what the Lord has. Well, Lord God, we just right now, Lord, just I just pray that all hearts would be open to you right now, Lord. That all hearts, Lord God, would just be really ready to give you, Lord God, everything that's within them, Lord Jesus. That we could trust you, Lord God, with our whole heart, with all of our being, Lord God, that all of who we are, Lord. That as we give unto you, Lord God, we could believe, Lord Jesus, that you would give back and multiply back to us, Lord God, more than we could even ask or imagine. We give you all praise, Lord, and receive our offering in Jesus' name. Well, I'm like Judy. Uh, Byron and Becky weren't here last week, but when Judy Tucker got up here, she said, Byron asked me to speak and gave me five minutes. <laughs> um, the Lord is a good God, and just right now, I just want you to know how full my heart is. Just full to overflowing. Um, I want to keep it together here. Uh, Andy, that song was prophetic. Just the, the words that you were saying, it's like, Lord, that's who you are. I just pray right now that you would all just open your hearts up, not because of who I am or what the Lord's done in me, but because of what he wants to do in you today and what he wants to do in your life and through your life today. Uh, Byron asked me, I want you to share the most important thing you've learned. Well, I've learned a lot. Uh, those who don't know it, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer oh, in, I guess, April, and it was a shock to me. And, you know, you go in the doctor's office, you just don't expect to hear that because I thought, me? You know, I'm too healthy. I'm too strong. But I really got, I went home and I got before the Lord and I said, okay, Lord, what? You know, now what? You, you just don't expect to hear that. And the word that the Lord gave to me, he said, Rhonda, the glory's mine. You know, I want to be glorified in this. And I said, well, Lord, if you'll be glorified in it, then I can do this. You know, cancer's no big thing to the Lord. It's really nothing to the Lord. My God reigns. He reigns over those kinds of things. So that's really what he gave me. A lot of people, you know, want to come to you with 
I, I, the Lord didn't pour out to me, Rhonda, you need to repent for this or that. He just said, Rhonda, I'm going to be glorified. So I said, okay, Lord. Um, Job 9.10 uh, says, The Lord does great things that are past finding out. And He is all that we need for life. His ways are to bless us. And I believe He wants to bless any, everybody here today. In Luke 2.9... When the Lord came to Mary, um, and I don't compare myself with Mary, but in Luke 2, 9, when the angel of the Lord stood before them, the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were greatly afraid. And, you know, when you're diagnosed with something like this, at first it just kind of hits you, and I didn't really feel afraid, but I suppose that did rise up in my heart, that fear. But... That's okay, too, because we can give everything and all that we are to the Lord. And a little while later, in that same verse, um, the angel started singing, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And two days after my diagnosis, I came here to intercessory prayer, and I just received the supernatural peace that I walked in. You know, you think, well, the Lord will have words for me, or people will pray, or this or that. But I really didn't need that, because the Lord gave me his peace in it. Um... And I just want to encourage you guys, don't compare yourself to others. Don't compare yourself to me or to Byron or to Jim or to, to the worship leaders. The Lord knows who you are, and he knows what you need, okay? Don't compare yourself to each other. Um, I thought of, um, it's in Job, no, in Samuel, where Samuel was just a little boy, and he didn't yet know the Lord, but the Lord called him at, at one point four different times, and, and he went running to Eli. You called me, what is it? But... The Lord, he has callings on our life, and, he, and uh, Samuel wasn't sure yet what the calling was, and I believe there's a calling on my life, and I can't tell you what it is. Maybe it's to do things like I'm doing right now. I'm a hairdresser for Pete's sakes, but the Lord can use that. You know, he can use me wherever I'm at. Um, so he gave me his peace that I've walked through it, and it's been a, really a supernatural peace. And another thing he told me, uh, after the surgery as I'm recovering, I had finished the CSM, the Christ School of Ministry, and I felt like it was a turning point in my life, so I got before the Lord. I said, okay, Lord, now what? You know, now what's the next step? I'm, I'm one of those planners and preparers, and I want to know. And the Lord said, I want you to be still and quiet. Well, if anybody knows me very well, that's difficult for me to be still and quiet. Um, but there again in First Samuel, it's in the secret. There's a song we sing, in the secret, in the quiet place, in the stillness, you are there. So if anybody's in a place of their life, men can't meet our needs. You know, they real, we, sometimes they help us and they bless us and encourage us, but God can meet our needs, and he does want to meet our needs. And the rest of the, the later in that song, it goes, In the quiet hours I will wait only for you because I want to know you more. And I felt like that's what the Lord was saying, He's, that he wanted to draw me in. He wanted me to know him more. And then in those secret and those quiet places, that's where you're going to get to know the Lord more. And it's not always easy to go there. You know, we're um, a society that we're just so busy and there's, there's just so much in our lives. But um, I think Gloria said one day, she got up and said something, the Lord's given her something about being too busy. And busy could be being under Satan's joke. And this was before my diagnosis. And I thought, Lord, that's so true. I had been so busy that in February I'd cried out to the Lord to leave and work one night. I said, I don't know how not to do what I'm doing, Lord. I don't know what to give up, what not to do. And, you know, I got home and told my husband that. And he's like, well, you've got to work. And we've got, you know, we've got this mortgage and we've got this and that. And I just cried out to the Lord. And part of this diagnosis later, the Lord's really given me rest. 
You know, and I praise him for that. I, I praise him for the stillness and the quietness that he's trying to teach me to have in my spirit. Um, and he, another thing he try, he's trying to get me to do is to press into him. And um, in the concordance, press means to pursue, to persecute, to ensue, to follow after, given to suffer, or to press towards. So sometimes that pressing in, we expect good things, but sometimes some suffering can come along with it. Um, but I want to encourage everybody here to press into the Lord, press into his goodness, press into he has something for our lives. I feel like in a way I've come full circle because when I um, went to Christ School of Ministry, beforehand we had to write a, a paper about why we wanted to attend, and the Lord gave me this in Philippians 3, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which, for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, and that's forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the gold for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. Um, and one other thing I want to leave you with and encourage you to press in. Uh, we went to a women's conference in, I think, February, and a lady spoke named Rita Springer, and she told all the women there, she said, when you either here or when you get home, Get before the Lord, be still and quiet, and ask the Lord, why do you love me? So I did that when I got home, and I was real still before the Lord, and he said, because you're excellent. And of course, me, I thought, oh, I'm not excellent. Oh, that must have just been me. But I kind of tucked it away in my heart, and um, it came back to me when I went back from my first checkup to the doctor. He came into the room. Now, this is a surgeon, mind you, and they don't say things like this. He came in the room. He says, young lady, and I'm not that young, but I appreciated that. <laughs> he said, young lady, you're excellent. He said, your pathology reports were excellent. The surgery was excellent. He just kept about five different things he kept saying was excellent. And I remember the Lord giving me that, that I'm excellent. So when the Lord gives you something, hold on to it, tuck it away, and you might not see it at that time, but sooner or later, he'll bring it, he'll reveal it to you again. That was really the Lord, wasn't it? What I want to do is, Rhonda, I want you to pray for us, okay? Just, I want you to reach your hand out. And, you know, if you're inclined to receive from the Lord, I want you to just open your hearts up right now and let Rhonda just pray a blessing into your life. Because you don't face this stuff like this. You know, I mean, this stuff like this gets real when you wonder if you're going to you know, still be around. But I believe that the Lord will release something to us through Rhonda this morning. Amen. So just open your hearts and raise your hands to the Lord or whatever. Amen. One other thing, whenever I was diagnosed, I came home, I wanted, I really wanted the Lord to come get me. I wasn't afraid of death. I was more afraid of living. I, I was tired. I was just worn out. And so that's like, oh, Lord, now I've got a reason to come and be with you. And the Lord dealt with me over that. And he said, that's selfish, Rhonda. I've got something for you here. I've got something for you to do here. So sometimes that pressing in may not be an easy thing but the lord has something for you and when you press in he's going to bless you and it just that's that really going deeper with the lord it's a wonderful thing even though it may be difficult at times so those of you especially who are really struggling going through a tough time and we all do at times trust the lord because he loves you let's pray well father god you see us each here today lord you know where we're at 
You know our hearts, Lord God. You know, Lord Jesus, the things, Lord God, that, that pull us away from you, Lord. And I just pray right now that each one in this room would lay down those things, Lord. Lord, as you've allowed me to come and really sit at your lap, Lord, sit on your lap and sit at your feet and tuck me under the shadow of your wings, Lord. I pray that each one here could do that, Lord. The hurts, the sorrows, the pains, physical, Lord, financial, all those things that would really be a pulling in our hearts and for our attention and our devotion, Lord. I pray right now that we would lay them down, that we would come before you and say, Lord, you're my God and I will trust you, Lord, with all that I have, with all that I am. Lord God, everything I hope to be, I find in you. Lord God, I pray a blessing, Lord, on each one here. I pray, Lord God, a spiritual growth in their life, Lord. I pray, Lord God, they would know that you have a plan for them, and your plan for them is to bless them, Lord. I pray they would know your blessing, that they would walk in your blessings all the days of their life, and that we together would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was good, wasn't it? Uh, right now we need to do something. Ray Hayes, would you come here for a moment? <laughs> Everybody gets to give Ray Hayes a hand. This, this is Denise Moose's brother. I'm going to stand up here so I'll be a little bit bigger than him. But Ray was uh, not here the week we honored the graduates. Uh, but Ray has graduated from law school. Isn't that wonderful? I remember one time, this was before Ray went to, even went to law school. I guess he was in college at the time. Somebody said, um, they gave him a word. I don't know if you remember this word, but they said, uh, I don't know what you believe you have for your life, but dream big because God's got big things for you. And that is one step of many steps that God has big things for Ray. And I believe the Lord loves to have some spirit-filled uh, attorneys out there to, to do the stand for what's right. Amen. Have you took your bar exam yet? Not yet. Well, July. end of July. July. Raise your hands up, Ray. Let's pray for him that he'll make a hundred on that tail, whatever. <laughs> Father, we don't know what the grade needs to be for the uh, bar, but I ask you, Lord, that Ray would pass it in fl flying colors. Bless that, Lord. Thank you that Ray has per persevered, Lord, and you gave him a vision for, for law. And God, I pray that he would do it with excellence. He would do it with excellence, always for your glory. And God, I pray you'd prosper him in it. I pray he would be blessed in it. I pray that he'd be enriched in it and be, a, uh, be able to enrich the kingdom, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And we want to give you this little gift. So, amen. Let's give him a big hand. I'm glad that he was able to do that. I couldn't have done it, I don't believe. <laughs> because the Lord didn't call me to do it. I could have done it if he wanted to have. He would probably had to whip me and make me do it. Um, so, hallelujah. Everybody who's a daddy stand up. Or wants to be a daddy or wishes <laughs> daddy to be. Okay. All right, you ladies in this room, this is your job. This is, uh, I want you to take your children that you have with you. If you have them in, if you have any children in here, children, if you see your daddy stand up, standing up, would you please come to him right now? Just go to your dad, and just love him, kiss him, hug him, touch him.
Tell him how much you love him. Tell him thank you for being my daddy. Uh, uh, hallelujah. Lord, we really appreciate uh, fatherhood. Amen. Dean, Dean said that the, his pray, opening prayer was that the God was the, the most excellent father. And uh, he is our example. Amen. And I'll tell you, being a father, it's blessed to be one. So for those guys in this room who are not yet fathers, God wants, God has a plan for you. <laughs> Isn't that right, Andy? <laughs> Four kids later. <laughs> Uh, I believe the China team, they made it, and, and is that right? They okay, and nobody knows? They're okay. They're over there. So let's keep remembering praying for them. Mary Stephan, she make it okay out there to the Indian Reservation? Not sure about that. I believe she did. So let's keep praying for them. Denise has some gifts she wants to do for the dads right now. So. Well, for the moms, we had jewelry. And for the dads, we have laundry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I want all the little kids that, that made these things up here that we have to come on up. And before, while they're coming up, um, those, the, these first top ones are um, to honor a couple dads the Lord's laid on my heart. Number one, the first dad that I want to honor is a dad who um, I admire. I, I see him interacting with his kids. He has... A big kid, and he has a middle kid, and he has a little tiny baby. And with all of them, he deals with them with such grace and strength that um, I wanted to call John Crowley up here. So they... This is what we have for John. <laughs> and the scripture is um, Luke 6:48, which says, um, <clears throat> He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. So we know that John's foundation is on the rock, so we just wanted to honor him today. And next I wanted to call up a man who um, I've known for about, about five or, well, about five or six years now, and he has, um, he has three kids as well. And uh, through all the different um, things that their families had to deal with, I've seen him as uh, such a strong leader that um, I just really admire him. And uh, he's, he's such a, a praying dad and just a dad who really loves his kids. Jim Larson, would you please come up here? And I know your house is on the rock, whichever house you decide to finally live in. <laughs> well, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> the next dad, um, <laughs> yeah, put them on. We want to see you. <laughs> the next dad is a dad who um, deals with, with things. And, and uh, you know, so, some of the dads that I've, I've chosen, uh, that the Lord put on my heart, actually, they've gone through some some, some difficult trials and some difficult things, and this man is always there. I see him helping his wife no matter what she wants him to do. She just has to say, Terry, can you help me do this? And he just comes on, and Terry Tucker, please come up here. 
Thank you. Lord bless you. That's for vacation Bible school. I'm going to be the fisherman. <laughs> the last dad um, that I wanted to honor today, he's a good dad, and he's always there for his kids. He's got two girls, and they're both. You can tell what a wonderful father he is by, um, by how well his daughters turn out, and uh, I've had experience with both Marianne Emma and Jim Brubaker. Please come up here. Put it on. Put it on. I want to see it. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Now, some of these, these kids have made some uh, of these aprons that are for their dads, so I wanted them to go ahead and um, find their aprons that are for their dads. You find those ones in there. Okay, here, let's lay them right here. And then what I want to do is all the dads, I want you to come up. And make a line right here. We want to give you one of these little aprons. And the kids made all of these, as you can tell. And they made them with a lot of love and a lot of paint. <laughs> so go ahead and make a line up here, and we'll start giving them out. There you go. That's, a, that's good. Let's give Denise a big hand for being so. Denise does such a great job on stuff like this, doesn't she? I mean, it's just I got I got one. I, mean, I just I'm a chicken daddy. I didn't put it on. Did you get one? Come here, Denise. This guy here ain't got one, even though his wife's got a child. It's just not yet appeared. Got to start now, man. <laughs> Any other daddy in here that didn't get one? They brought. What are your part? Get somebody get a stick and hit hit that man. Come out here and get your 
Father's Day gift. Come on. And this guy's got piles of kids. <laughs> and you need an apron. I guess we can let the children go to the children's church now. And Lord bless them. Well, um, I wanted to thank everybody for letting us go to, to Alaska. Um, you know, it was really a blessed trip. It really was. Um, you know, I probably gained a few pounds. I would really recommend that if you could ever go. That Alaska, it's, it's incredible. It is really incredible. I mean, it is... Um, that song, your whole, the whole earth is filled with your glory... If you want to see the glory of the Lord in the earth, go up there. I mean, it is, uh, there's places up there where another, no, nobody's ever set their foot, not a man. And um, it just was, I never, you know, I, you've seen pictures of stuff like that, but when pictures, when you see it in person, it is overwhelming. It is so spectacular. It really is. And, um, you know, I, I don't really know what to say about it because I'm not, you know, Becky could probably say she could wear you out, man. I about... I about we got in a couple of fights. She kept waking me up in the middle of the night to look at scenes. But <laughs> you know, I got sort of overloaded on the visual. But it was it was really a, I was really blessed, and um, I really appreciate getting to do that. I mean, it was not something I could ever have done, you know, on my own. Uh, we met a lot of great people, uh, a lot of Christians, uh, made some friends with people, um, you know. And I'll tell, you this, this, I'll tell you this, this is one thing that happened to me. I saw most of you there, okay? I would see a person and I'd say, that guy, that person looks just like Fran McCarran. <laughs> so I knew, this is what I knew, I knew the Lord wanted me to pray for Fran. So I would pray for Fran and Joanne when I'd see that person that looked like him. Then the next day I'd see him and I thought, he don't look like Fran. But honestly, I prayed for probably about everybody in this room. If I knew you, knew your name, I prayed for you because the Lord was showing, you know, I'd see somebody that looked like you. I'd just pray, Lord, bless them, help them. If I knew some personal things, I'd pray. So um, I guess that was the Lord's way of letting me pay you back is just praying a blessing over you for doing that for us. And we really do appreciate it. And I really do appreciate Jackie over there. Jackie did, you know, this is travel plus <laughs> she really helped us a bunch on this deal when when i when the travel and the plus parts are really but i'm not going to tell you about that because she's the plus is hers but she did above and beyond so jackie i really appreciate it i really do <laughs> I'll, i don't you know it's the kind of thing you'll never forget for me, you know, because I'll probably never get to do it again unless the Lord provides for me to do it again. But um, it was just tremendous. Do you want to say something? Yes. You can. <laughs> I just have to. Um, a few weeks ago, somebody said something to me that sort of stuck with me. It was a friend of mine who had a Down syndrome baby. I think she's maybe seven or eight years ago. She had her, and uh, it was her fourth child. And I would not seen her in a long time, and I asked her how 
her little girl was doing, and she just went on and on how awesome her daughter's doing. And You know, she looked at me and said, you know, she said, she's a gift I would have never thought to ask for. And that just really stuck with me. And all week I had that feeling in Alaska that it was a gift that I would have never thought to ask the Lord for. And, you know, I just, I really can't tell you. The Lord really did send us there. And I thank you so much. It, you know, we went nine days with that telephone. <laughs> Which, I mean, I never heard a telephone for nine days. They, you know, it was $10 a minute to talk on that ship. So we didn't even call home off the ship. We waited we got in port. But I really just say from the bottom of our hearts, it was just such a healing thing for us to be there and see the, you know, the handiwork of the Lord, and just to think that, you know, we felt so undeserving to be there, you know, because you guys are the one that made it possible for us, and thank you. It really was a gift we would have never thought to ask for, so thank you. <laughs> Isn't this wonderful? Y'all, are y'all getting into this artwork stuff? It's really uh, another way of expressing uh, what things God has put in people's heart. And that's what we're looking for is the expression of the Lord that the Lord puts in everybody individually. Now, I can't do something like that, obviously. Um, and, you know, one thing, I, let me just say one more thing about Jackie. One thing I told Jackie, Jackie, what makes you good at what you do is you have passion for it. That woman has passion for travel. You hear what I'm saying to you? And that's the Lord. The Lord has put passion in her heart for travel. And, you know, the Lord traveled around, so let's get outside of our box, okay? God wants to express himself through us. And this is, you know, a wonderful way to express worship. I think being a passionate travel agent and wanting to see uh, the Lord's people uh, see the different parts of God's creation is is an expression of God's creativity. I mean, you know, if we just kind of quit being religious and all that mess and, you know what I'm saying, and start thinking about, really, that God is so creative and he expresses himself in so many ways, so many ways. And we really want to we really want to tap into that in our own lives, for you to tap into what God's put in your heart. And we want to we try to make a place for that in the church more. Amen? Y'all happy? Good, 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 good. All right, why don't you open your Bible and open it to John 10. What I want to talk to you about just a little bit 